Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. How many times have our feelings been hurt and we said, you know what, forget this. How many times has somebody said something we weren't prepared for it, somebody we may have known or trusted, or somebody you may not even even heard about or seen, they said something. You weren't prepared for it. They said it and you stopped. See, because we're living in these times now, we cannot stop anymore. There are too many lives at stake here, too many souls at stake, so we must prepare. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. All right. I want to welcome all of you that are here this morning. Welcome our, our online community from all around the world. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are a part of this family. And we thank you for tuning in wherever you are, whether you are sitting at home, watching television, or on the subway, uh, listening to the podcast. So we want to just welcome you guys so very much, or you may be at work, I don't know. But we want to welcome you and thank you for being a part of the service today. We are in prayer for you. And let me say at the very beginning, as we get started this morning, go to our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can sign up for Kingdom, Kingdom Inspiration, our newsletter that comes out every so often. And uh, you can also give to the ministry and be a financial blessing. Uh, and that will also encourage us here. So go there and at kingdomrock.org and be blessed. And don't forget while you are there, click the, click the contact button and leave us your prayer request. I would love to pray with you. So I thank you in advance for giving me that honor. I love praying for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, kingdom, let's go ahead and get back into the series. Now, we've been in, been in the series for the last few weeks, and I think this is part number five of the series entitled Breaking Free. We are breaking free and living free from the invisible, really the invisible imprisonments of this world. Your enemy, Satan, the kingdom of darkness, would love to keep you in bondage would love to keep you tied up and aggravated and frustrated, would love to do it. He does not want you to be delivered and be set free because when you are loosed, chains are broken. When you are loosed, you are really more effective for the kingdom of light. So we'll talk about that today as we go on. Now, we've been talking about, again, breaking free from, more, more particular, the last few uh, messages, we were talking about breaking free from the fear of human opinion, the judgments, and the criticisms of others. Now, this fear will hinder you uh, from expressing the full plan of God through your life. So we must overcome that. We also talked about the blessing of the Lord. Now, let's look at this. Proverbs 10, verse 22 Proverbs 10, verse 22 says this, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. One more time, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. The word sorrow there means pain, hurt, hardship. When God blesses you, he will add no hardship, pain, or hurt with his blessing. But, somebody say but, but we are living in a fallen world. 
living in a fallen world. And when the Lord's blessing comes upon you, when you receive that 100-fold blessing, that 100-fold return, something comes along with it in this world. Let's look at that in Mark, Mark 10, verse 30. As Peter said prior to this, Peter said, Lord, we've left all to follow you. Here's what Jesus responds here, or, or how he responds in, in Mark 10, 30. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution and in the world to come eternal life notice the lord said you will receive your blessings yes you will you will be blessed yes but coming along with that will be some sort of persecution now we're going to receive our blessings by following the plan and will of god for our lives you're going to have to understand that. And when you follow God's plan for your life, there will be some form of persecution. Look at 2 Timothy 3.12. 2 Timothy 3.12 says this, Yea, and all, say all, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Do you see that? It's a fact. It's a fact of life. If you will live godly in Christ Jesus, you will suffer persecution. Persecution, we said before, simply means some form of, it can be hardship or harassment. It can be some form of negative speaking towards you. Because understand something, there's a whole, uh, there's a lot going on today. Let me say some things to you. Uh, it's a fact of life will have to contend, contend with and prepare for on this journey. It's a, it's a, persecution is a fact of life that you and I will have to contend with and prepare for while we're on this journey. Remember, you and I are on a battlefield. Okay, we're on a battlefield. This, uh, the, the war between the powers of light and dark started long before you and I were conceived. Long before you and I got here, and if uh, Jesus, if the Father um, decides to hold Jesus back a little bit longer, he will, the battle will rage on after you and I are gone. It's an eternal battle that has been raging for, I don't know, maybe millions of billions of years. I have no idea. But Jesus is the only way that we can navigate this life successfully. Now, because you identify with the power of light, and you're living in a dark world, that means, again, that you will, be, you will be persecuted because you've decided to be in light, to walk in light. Darkness hates light. So again, as we said last, night, uh, uh, last week, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. If you're want to, wanting to live for Christ, and that makes you a child of light, being born of God makes you a child of light, Light cannot be hid in darkness. You go outside in the midnight and it's pitch dark out there and you have a flashlight. It cannot be hidden. The light that you shine cannot be hidden. You are, I mean, darkness is, is aware of it and darkness wants things to be dark. It can't stand light. So therefore, darkness will always try to attack light. Now understand something. So it will attack light or persecute light. This persecution should not discourage you, though. 
It should not discourage you from doing what is right, from doing the will of God for your life. You just have to prepare for it. We would do ourselves a disservice knowing that it's out there and not preparing for it. You got me? You have to know it's there. Just like um, if you're going to cook. Now, I tried to cook a time or two and it didn't turn out well. But in the times that I tried to cook, maybe tried um, uh, to put something in the oven, I realized that when I put something in the oven, it's going to come out hot. So I prepared for it. I, I know how to do that, Tamira. I prepared for it by putting on some oven mitts, right? Even though there's something good, at least I thought in the oven at the time, until I tasted it, but that's another story altogether. But I prepared for it, right? If you're going to work outside uh, all day in the hot blazing sun, you need to prepare for it. You need to prepare for maybe some sunblock, sun, sunscreen or something. You need to drink plenty of fluids. You need to prepare for what's going to happen. You need to prepare for it. Do what you got to do, but also prepare for it. All right, you're going on a long trip somewhere and you're going to be gone a few weeks. Please don't wait until the night before to start packing. You're going to take yourself through a lot of unnecessary pain and suffering when you don't prepare for it. So you're going to do something online. You want to uh, you want to be a force for Christ at work or force for Christ in your community. Great. Praise God. You want to shine your light so bright. Great. Praise God. Do that. Expect the best, but also prepare for the worst. And again, it's uh, this persecution shouldn't rattle your cage. It shouldn't throw you off when you prepare for it. Now, I want to give you about uh, about six ways to prepare. And we're going to spend some time on the on the sixth one. Now, while we go, why are we going through this? Because we're living in the last days now. And if you hear the shout of God prophetically, God is going to turn up the light in his body. He's going to turn up the light, turn up the light. And darkness won't be able to stand it. So it's going to attack the light. It's going to attack the light. But darkness cannot put out the light. It can't put it out. The only way to stop the light is to try to get under your skin to make you hush up. Are you hearing me? How many times have our feelings been hurt and we said, you know what? Forget this. How many times has somebody said something we weren't prepared for it? Somebody we may have known or trusted or somebody you may not even even heard about or seen. They said something. You weren't prepared for it. And they said it and you stopped. See, because we're living in these times now, we cannot stop anymore. There are too many lives at stake here too many souls at stake so we must prepare please tell you, please tell your neighbor you must prepare again don't let the persecution stop you or get under your skin if we prepare we can continue on and everything will be okay got me the first thing you're going to do to prepare we said before is spend <clears throat> excuse me spend more time in prayer with your heavenly father Spend more time in prayer with your Heavenly Father. The second thing is, ask him to fill up your love cup. 
and cause it to overflow. Now, let me say this as well. So the first one again, spend more time in prayer with your heavenly father. Second, ask him to fill up your love cup and cause it to overflow. Now, what does that do? God is spirit, right? The Bible says that God is spirit. Jesus said God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You are a spirit and you live in a body and you possess a soul. When you pray, you hearing Caleb? When you pray, your spirit interacts with God's spirit, spirit to spirit. So when spirit communicates with spirit, many times your body is unaware. You may not feel any goosebumps. Sometimes you may feel some goosebumps. Woo, I feel him. Woo, I feel him. Woo, I feel him. Well, that's always wonderful when you feel the presence of the Lord, right? But it doesn't happen always. And if we're chasing after a feeling, you're going to miss it. God doesn't want you to chase after a feeling. Recognize that you are a spirit. Say with me, I am a spirit. My father is a spirit. When I pray, my spirit connects with his spirit. Got it? So sometimes your physical body, you may not feel anything. And your mind may not comprehend what's going on at that time. God could be giving you a download in the spirit. And you receive the answer uh, to a question or something that you've been concerned about while you sleep. Or throughout the day, you say, wow, I got a word from the Lord. Well, actually, you got that download maybe several hours ago or several days ago when you asked. It just took a while to translate that spiritual language down to your physical mind, to your brain, to your soul. You got it? It had to be converted. In dealing with software many times, uh, we have to get different converters to convert maybe a WAV file down to an MP3 file. Or, you know, you have many different things to, it's the same information, but present it in a different way. So when you pray, when you speak to God, you're in his presence. It's not your physical body, although eventually your physical body will be changed and your mind also will be renewed. Pastor Nelson talked about that. But first and foremost, it is your spirit man that is changing. When you get in the presence of God, please, I want you to have this mindset. When you get in the presence of God, whether you feel anything or not, or whether you understand anything or not, your understanding may not be fruitful, but when you call upon the name of Jesus and you appear before his presence, you are being changed. You are being changed. Let me give you another example. Some of you have, um, I mean, I used to love those glow-in-the-dark stickers or sticks when I was a child. You know, I love this. Uh, Sometimes I would take a sticker or something and I put it in the light and I leave, leave it in the light, in a light box or something overnight. I mean, throughout the day, then at night, I opened the box up and I had, ooh, look at this. Ooh, it's glowing. You know, you turn off all the lights, you see, ooh, it's glowing. Look, mommy, it's glowing bright. You know, you had yourself a, a light stick. Well, it was, it was great. Or maybe you went to Six Flags or someplace and you had those glow necklaces. You put them in the refrigerator, you keep them in the light, right? The more you expose your spirit man to light, 
Christ to light the Father, light the Holy Spirit. The more you expose your spirit man, your spirit man becomes brighter. And eventually, that will translate into your mind, in your thinking, and upon your physical body. You begin to look like it. Got it? All right. So don't ever think you get into the presence of God and not be changed. I just sat here and nothing happened. No, 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 no. You missed it. I want you to always pray with the revelation and the understanding that your spirit is communing with his spirit. And your spirit is being changed, being renewed. And the more your spirit, the real you is changed and renewed, the more the rest of you is affected. Got me? All right. Third thing, you're going to have to learn, uh, learn his word, learn the Lord's word and his voice. As you're in prayer, you're studying his word, spend time in his word and spend time listening for his voice. All right. Fourth thing. Again, we're talking about how to deal with the persecution, how to get ready for it when it comes. Got me? How to prepare for it. If you're going to be a child of light walking in a dark world, if you're going to live godly, you will suffer some form of persecution. Somebody's saying something, 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 something. It will happen. You must prepare for it. If you put in those oven mitts, as you do your podcast, as you do your videos, as you put on your oven mitts and somebody say something, what? They say something? It's not affecting. You got me? All right. Let's look at number four. <clears throat> now, through the oven mitts, I still felt the heat, but it didn't burn me. Oh, put your leg out. Did you get that? You still feel the heat, but it doesn't burn. That's a two-legger. I'm feeling that now. Okay, let's go on. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That was good. Come on, give Holy Ghost a high five. Oh, Lord, that was so good. Thank you. Four, realize the world is, realize this world is not your home. We are on a journey. We're called to do the master's will to live, and then we got to go home. Got me? realize this world is not your home it is not our home we are on a journey we're called to do the master's will we're going to live and then we're going to go home got me now all of these things i'm telling you that are here today uh you'll find that they are on the television screen those of you that are watching you already know they're on the screen <laughs> but here right now uh you see everybody it's on the screen praise the lord all right you got me all right we're here to do the lord's will the master's will we're going to live for a while and then we're going to go home got me the fifth thing we're going to do you need to realize to prepare is that your rewards will be coming from the lord now and then don't always expect thanks from people that's another kick out your leg moment there if you live your life doing good always anticipating someone to say thank you or pat you on the back that will shut you down because folk i'm sorry people will not always do that in the last days you'll find that people will be unthankful and ungrateful 
Say with me, my reward comes from the Lord. Now and then. Are you hearing? Lastly, we're going to have to, we will endure persecution. Uh, with the sixth thing here is keeping our focus on the Lord's heart. And not focusing on his hand. There's a difference. Focusing on the Lord's heart, you will endure persecution by focusing on his heart, not his hand. Uh, now, for that, let me give you a little story. I love stories. And some of you have heard this before, so if you have heard it before, just keep looking straight ahead. We won't know. This is the story of a very rich man. Uh, he was a billionaire, billionaire, billions of dollars. And he grew up without a father. He grew up in an orphanage, without parents in an orphanage. And he always said, you know, one day I'm going to make it rich and, and I'm going to make a difference. So this man, young man did. He grew up in the orphanage and he put himself through college. He worked hard. He put himself through grad school and all that. And he became very wealthy. And now he owned several hundred type of big box stores like Walmart, Costco, these type stores. He owned several of those, even owned some malls. So he was very wealthy, extremely wealthy. And every year he would go down to, he would pick an orphanage uh, to give back. He always wanted to remember his roots. So he would take a big charter bus, charter bus uh, to an orphanage and the charter bus may hold about a hundred or 150 kids and he picked them up he wouldn't tell them why he was doing it but you know the of course the administrators knew what was going on and so the kids would get on the bus and they would vary in age five five uh, 15 you know on up to 17 years old and they would all hop on the bus really not knowing the teachers just told them or the administrators told them where well, we going on a field trip so they came, the bus left the orphanage and parked right there in front of the big store. Well, the teachers told the children to line up and sit there for a second. And uh, the billionaire had a nice stage set up. Now the store was closed. He made sure that this store was closed so nobody would you know, try to interfere with the children, right? That's a very good thing to do. And so he had the children all sat sitting down in front of him and he was on a nice stage and he told them his story, how he was an orphan and, and the things that happened to him and how he wanted just to show them the love of God. And so he told them, he said, all right, staff, come on. And different people came up and gave every child a shopping cart. And he told the children, I want to show you the love of the father. He said, all of you, you got a shopping cart. You have two hours to go in that store and get whatever you want. Absolutely whatever you want. And he said, you can use, you can fill up a cart and go back and get another one if you want to. If time allows. Ready? All the children, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Ready? Go. Children got the cart. Oh, God help those little five-year-old, five-year-old teachers had to help them. So, you know, during the time, some children came back with a bunch, a cart full of candy. Some came back with a cart full of toys. And some came back with 
underwear, T-shirts, and shoes. Some simple things like that that they just didn't have. Some of the older children caught wind of it, so they, they went to the jewelry department. <laughs> they filled their buggies up with that. Big screen TV, put it in the buggy. They, they got all that stuff in there. So as the children were coming back, he noticed one particular child that looked at everybody else, and he came back and sat down with no buggy. He sat down right in front of the stage in front of the billionaire. So everybody looked at him. He said, hey, go ask that child, is he okay? Ask, does he understand? And so he had the assistant to go out and assistant asked the child, the child looked at him, yes. Okay, fine. So the child just sat there, everybody else having a good time, having a good time. And even somebody got really bold and picked up cash, cash registers and put them in the buggies and put them in the buggies. The man said, whatever I want, whatever I want. And so it finally, bang, time was up. Children were grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> Boy, they had a good time that day. And everybody looked at that one young man and said, something wrong with him. Why in the world did something wrong with him? And so they had to take their buggies before the rich man, and he approved, yes. Cash register, okay, yes. And everything that's in it, yes. Jewels from the, yes, I said whatever. Yes, 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 yes. So all the kids are got their stuff, and they're all approved, and they're over there just looking through their items and trying on this and this and that and the other. Then he gets to that one young man and says, young man, the time is up. He said, why, why didn't you get anything? I told you whatever you saw, you could have. Young man said, I understand. He said, well, what's, the, what's the deal? He said, I, I see what I want. He said, he said, I've been sitting right here and I know exactly what I want. He said, well, what did you want, young man? I see a daddy. Well, the billionaire was floored tears began to run down his face and he said finally somebody gets it because he'd been looking for an heir for years he had no children he wanted somebody prayed for somebody that wanted what was in his heart but not in his hand he said yes young man your prayers or your request is granted come up here with me and the young man that everybody, all the little children laughed at and talked about, now he's an heir. Now he actually owns all of it. All the stores, all the malls, all the planes, all the homes. He owns all of it. Yes, they got shopping carts, but he owns everything. Everything. And that's the account that I want to leave with you as we go on just a little bit further. Seeking what's in God's heart. Seeking Him to know Him. To know Him. Everything else is granted unto you. Everything else. Stephen was one of the first martyrs in the Word of God. He recognized this principle of going after Christ. The Bible says in Acts, Acts the sixth chapter, verse number eight, 
it says that, and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. He says it was full of, the Bible says he was full of faith and power. Verse 15 also says, and now uh, Stephen, of course, doing the will of God and people didn't like it. So they hauled him into court about what he was doing. Verse 15 says, and all that sat in the council, that is those that sat, sat in judgment against him, verse 15, um, Acts 6, verse 15, and all that sat in the council looking steadfastly on him saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. So he has quite a testimony. The light of God is shining through him and he's doing the work of, doing the work of Christ and they just did not like it. So as they were revving up really to destroy him, darkness trying to overcome the light that's within him to dim his light, they began to rail at him accusation after accusation. Now we'll see, I wanna pick up the conversation how Stephen uh, speaks back to them. And I want you to see, hear his testimony, Acts 7, verses 51 through 60. And it says this, as Stephen begins to speak, he says, ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, Ye do always resist the Holy Ghost, as your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them, which showed before of the coming of the just one, of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers. Verse 53, who have received the law, by the dispensation, or rather by the disposition of angels, and have not kept it. Verse 54, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed, they gnashed on him with their teeth. In other words, they held up their fist against him. They didn't like what he was saying. Verse 55, but he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, behold, I see the heavens opened and the son of man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the, and the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. Look at 59. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. So as Stephen was being persecuted, as he was being stoned, he kept his eyes on the Lord. And he saw something so brilliant, so bright, he saw Jesus, and it seemed as though he didn't even notice the remarks of other people around him. Hey, they were bah, 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 talking and railing their fist up against him, saying what they're going to do, how they were threatening him. But 
hey, I see Jesus. In the midst of all of that, while they're throwing him out the city, while they picked up rocks, going to see, going to kill him, he's saying, hey, I see Jesus. Looking at the Lord, seeing Christ is what will take you through uh, this time of persecution, seeing him. Again, your natural eyes may not see him, but your spirit man will behold him. Listen to this also in Hebrews 12. Listen to this very same point. I love the Lord. Hebrews 12, verses 1, 2, and 3, and we're almost coming to a close today. Hebrews 12, verses 1, 2, and 3, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. How are we going to run this race? Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and fit and the, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. The King James says the author and finisher of our faith. For the joy set before him. This is how Jesus endured as well. For the joy set before him. He endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So the Bible says here, we get through this by looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus got through it by looking unto the Father. To the joy that was set before him. So we have to go through by looking to a higher one. Does that make sense? Now, Jesus is the prize. Jesus is the prize that we all should be seeking for and searching for right now. Not the riches of this world. Now, don't get it confused. Don't get it confused. I believe and the word of God declares that he wants us all to prosper. Pastor Nelson said that last week. God wants us all to prosper. Now, prosperity will look different uh, from country to country, place to place. Someone in a third world country may not, may not drive a Rolls Royce or some fancy car, but it will, you will have more than what you need. That's basically what prosperity means. You'll have more than what you need so that you can share with others, so that God can use you in a greater dimension. Hallelujah. Everybody's not going to be a millionaire, a billionaire, a trillionaire. Praise God. And I'm thankful that some people won't. Hallelujah. Because some people, we can't, we can't handle it. We can't handle it. But we will all be prosperous in some degree or another. The word of God will be true for everyone. So again, uh, Jesus is the prize and not the wealth of this world. The wealth of this world is an add-on, something that you will get something that you will receive or the prosperity is what you receive as a result of you seeking Christ. Consider this, consider Matthew six chapter, Matthew six thirty three. The Lord says here, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. You get Jesus and you got everything. Just like the account that we talked about, the story about the rich man, you get him, you got everything. Listen to that same verse out of the Amplified Bible, and it makes it 
makes it very clear here. Matthew 6.33 out of the Amplified, it says, But first, and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God. And all these things will be given to you also. Our attention must be focused on him, on Christ in everything. If you seek the king, you'll get the kingdom. If you seek only what's in his hand, you will miss his heart. And if you miss his heart, what good is it to you? What good is it to you? Jesus talks about this same mindset here that we kind of have to have here in Matthew 13. Are y'all getting something out of this? Oh, the Lord is really blessing my heart. Listen to Matthew 13. Listen to the mindset the Lord wants us to have. Matthew 13, 45 and 46 says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he, that he had. He went and sold all that he had and bought it. When you find Christ, the heart of Christ, you're willing to let everything go and pursue after him. What Jesus is saying, really, he wants to trade your life for his. Give all of you to him and receive all of him into your life. Give all of you, give up your life for him and receive his life. Now, we'll soon discover as we do that, it seems like the Lord is getting the short end of this deal. He's giving you all of his life for your life. <laughs> what a deal. What a deal. He's giving you his life for yours. Let's trade places. Some of you may have seen that old movie, Trading Places. Let's trade places. You are, you are a pauper. I'm a prince. We look alike. Let's trade places. Let me be the, the pauper. Let me be the, uh, the, the person who is poor, and you come up here and live in the palace. What a deal. Jesus says, let's trade places. Hallelujah. I'll give you my righteousness, and let's just put yours away. How about that? Hallelujah. I'll give you favor with God. Hallelujah. Let's trade places. I love that. Now, notice this in 2 Corinthians, as we begin to close. 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, verse 20 says, For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen unto the glory of God by us. All the promises. So you get him, you got everything. And Jesus said in, in uh, John 15, verse 5, he says, I am, the, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So our focus must be on the heart of God, seeing Christ seeking after Christ, getting into his presence. Father, I want to commune with you. I want to know you. I want to know you. Paul said it like this. He said that I would know Christ, that I will know him and the, and the fellowship of his suffering and the power of his resurrection. I want to know you. I want to come after your heart. Let me experience your love. Let me experience you. See, for too long we have, and I saw this in, in like a vision, and we're, 
I want to close with this. I saw how, really I saw a man, and uh, he had on a, a lot of cologne. I mean, a lot of cologne, like he bathed in cologne. And he was standing on one side of the room. And when people came in, they said, ooh, that sure smells good. Mmm, that smells some good, good smelling cologne. Mmm, it smells a little bit, how's it smell to you? Well, it smells kind of like uh, Pop-Tarts or something. Mmm, everybody smelled something different. It smells like, mmm, and people were just overwhelmed with how good it smelled. Mmm, 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 mmm. But nobody saw the person that was wearing it. And this is how I saw it, as if we get caught up in the presence of God. Oh, Lord, I feel your presence. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. And we get just, we're blown away by his presence, but who seeks the one of the presence? There's somebody that's giving it all. Go to him. Seems like we just get carried away. Oh, but it's him. It's him. Kind of like if, if Shekinah's back there cooking and she's got some of that good peach cobbler. Ooh, Lord. And you smell it when you come in the door. Ooh. I don't want to get carried away in the smell. The smell can't fill my belly. I got to go to the source of the smell. And get my fork. You know, it's so good to make you want to sing. Okay, stop. You got what I'm saying to you. Hallelujah. Let's not get tired. I mean, it's wonderful being in the presence of the Lord. It's wonderful feeling God. It's wonderful. But go after him. You get him, you feel his presence. You get him, you smell the sweet aroma. You get him, and you've got everything. Seek after him, the wealth will come. Seek after him, opportunities will come. Seek after him, boldness will come. Courage will come. Seek after him. The reason we get afraid is because we don't see him. When we stop seeing him, when we look away from him, fear comes in. And last, and I'm going to say this, and now I'm going to be done. That was the problem with Peter walking on the water. Remember? As long as he looked at Jesus, he could do the impossible. But when he heard the wind, saw what the wind was doing on the sea, when he took his eyes off of Christ, he began to be afraid and he began to sink. We can't sink in this hour anymore. We can't sink in this hour anymore. I admit that I have sank a time or two and said, Lord, save me. I admit that. I admit I've let some words from people, some well-meaning and some are not. I admit that I have allowed some of them to push me back and put me in a hole put me in a prison without bars i admit that but i also admit that we don't have the time for that anymore and that they were able to do that because i took my eyes off of him because i didn't prepare for it you must be prepared emotionally 
You must be prepared spiritually. You must be prepared for it. You want to do something great? It's impossible to do something great in this world without somebody throwing something at you. You must be prepared. You ready? Prepared? Now let's go. Praise God. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're going to stop right there in Jesus' name. Give Lord a mighty hand of praise. We're done. Love you guys. See you next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.